don't expect that other parent to be perfect. And likewise, like you are not perfect. Yeah. Give yourself grace. Give them grace. It will make your life so much easier if you can try to be open-minded going into any co-parenting situation. And be the first one to give something so that when you need it, they are willing to give back. Like, yeah. Be the one who is a little more flexible, even though you didn't need to be. Be the one who was a little more accommodating, even though you didn't need to be. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be open, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, then others like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. All right, we're going to read some uh, reviews here. I just got very explicit directions from Jessica. On explicit. How, <laughs> is that the wrong word to use? No, yeah. is it? Yeah. It just sounds like it were, yeah. Dirty. It's dirty. No, they were, we're not gonna, dirty. These are some dirty There were very reviews. specific directions on how I am to read these reviews don't mess it up and in what order explicit reviews and where i then scroll to etc etc don't mess it up i hope i don't screw this up good luck (laughs) i've been watching a lot of rupaul lately i just almost quoted him in something that would not have been appropriate for the podcast (laughs) (laughs) thanks for refraining okay this is from h powell five stars we didn't ever read the star rating we only have there's only a few that aren't five stars i'm nervous now jessica didn't tell me whether or not to say the star rating (laughs) (laughs) explicit (laughs) okay honest raw and inspiring this is a fabulous podcast jessica steve and matt share their story in such an amazing way i am so impressed with each of them and how they have overcome different struggles and trials more so i am inspired by the love and respect they have for each other awesome thank you h powell a little. I, yeah, I believe it's Hapal. Hapal? Hapal. <laughs> I was supposed to scroll up, right? Yeah, it's the most recent. To Liz. You're doing a good job, no, Steve. No, not that oh, one. Wrong that's okay. Way. You can read that one. <laughs> all right, I'm going to read that one. That's fine. Liz Orem, honest, straightforward, and spreads hope for all the. Why, why does it cut off that phrase there? I don't know. I don't know. For all the something, it won't let me see what that. Word is. But the rest of it says, I grew up with Jessica. I know how amazing she was then, but listening to this story never ceases to amaze me. The grace you all afford each other and the honesty and kindness with which you approach life is inspiring. Just ordered the book and I cannot wait to read more and learn some more of the empowering traits you've honed over the years. Much love to you three. Thank you for sharing this piece of yourselves. Awesome. Do you want me to show you where the other one was? She wants to keep going. To the latest one. Let, let's let him figure it out. <laughs> it's the very top one. Very top. Five stars. Highly recommended by Cookies and Lipstick. That's the one. Ooh. I love hearing your story. <laughs> like Thank you for sharing so we can all learn to be better, more loving people. We have 4.9 stars out of five overall from 106 ratings. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your ratings and reviews. It really helps us out a lot. I know we say that a lot, but it really is a big deal. So thank you so much. And if you have a chance, go ahead and rate and review. And also, if you take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media and tag us, that also helps as well. Also, feel free to ask us some questions on your reviews. Yes. 
We are planning to do an episode soon with questions we have received from listeners. We've answered most of the questions that have come in, at least I think we have, but we would like to go in and answer those on air because I know lots of people have similar questions and we think it could be really interesting to get all three of our perspectives out in the air. So we are going to be doing that very soon. Well, surprise, I have a couple of questions that I wanted to do before we actually get into our stuff. All right, tonight. let's get all it. Right. So you're doing it sooner than you guys thought. <laughs> but so we will do it again. I was asked this week, hey, question for you. Does Matt have an equal part in co-parenting your daughter? Or do you and Jessica do that together and then he just rolls with it? That's a great question. The answer is... I just roll with the punches. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica and I primarily... Do the parenting of Penny. Yeah. With the exception of... And when we had this conversation recently. I was trying to remember what brought this up. I think it was that recording when things got real got intense between it. the two of you. And we like... <laughs> that we didn't, didn't air. Didn't air it for <laughs> reasons that you guys needed to like work through some parenting styles and whatever. <laughs> Get on the same page with your parenting styles. But... Uh, so do my parents. My parents still need to get on the same page. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just kidding, Mom and Dad. You did great. That's <laughs> <laughs> face when he said that. <laughs> I, that's a moment I wish we had recorded. <laughs> All right. So, but in that conversation that we had, Jessica, we talked about the fact that, yes, you and I are the ones that primarily parent Penny. Matt does only if it's basically if it's an interaction directly between you and penny if it's just the two of you or if she like you know disobeys you or mouths off to you or something then of course you can step in and but say he or also, do something right like i appreciate when he steps in if penny is like getting bratty with me or if she's not listening to me mm-hmm. he's that extra voice of penny you need to listen to your mom and i always encourage penny listen if matt tells you something then that's what you do like you respect him just as much as you respect your dad and I. And she's mm. pretty good about that, I think. No, she's really good about it. Yeah. And I always try to reinforce that. Like, if I'm leaving and she's staying with Matt, I always make sure and tell her, listen, you need to make sure you listen to Matt and be good for him and respect his authority. And there are things as well that I take to Matt, like that I have concerns about or that I think, you know, maybe you and I have even talked about it, Steve, mm-hmm. but I want Matt's input on the situation as well because Matt is around this girl just as much as we are, mm-hmm. and knows her very well at this point as well. And I feel like it's very important to get his input as well. Like it's a right. third eye of, well, maybe you guys need to look at it differently from this perspective. And that's come in handy several times. I don't think we've ever we've never talked really... about that, right, uh-huh. Matt? I mean, mm-hmm. we've never had a conversation. I don't know what conversations the two of you have had, but we've never had a conversation about where your involvement should or shouldn't be and whether or not it's what it has been is appropriate or not. We, there's, there's never been a need for that. Right. It's just, which is, you've been, which is very unique in itself. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny to me that look, you know, being asked that question, it never occurred to me that we never had to have a talk about that. You know, <laughs> there's, there, there's never been a situation where I felt like, dude, that's my daughter. You're like, right. No, you're not the dad. You know, we've never, there's, there's never been that. Well, and I know you, you have had conversations with Penny. Steve, you have had conversations with Penny where you have, like, she's brought up concerns with Matt or whatever, and you <laughs> have very been very good about, okay, let's talk about the whole situation here, and let me talk to your mom or whatever, 
because I want to know what's really going on and how to support Penny and Matt in this situation. Mm-hmm. And that's been greatly appreciated because that strengthens her relationship with Matt right. and makes her more comfortable in realizing, okay, I need to listen. I need to understand there's more than just my side here. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been a few of those, huh? Yeah. Or- and especially in the beginning when she's figuring it all out and stuff, you were... Like, good. I remember, I don't even remember the issue, but there was something with stuffed animals I remember that she brought up. Yeah, Do you remember the I issue? Don't, I don't remember details, but yes, there was something that you said or did, Matt, that <laughs> with her she was very animals. sensitive about. Really? Yeah. I don't remember if you were joking and she took it the wrong way or if you were... Very well could have been. I don't know, but whatever <laughs> yeah. it was, I think that's the, probably the one you're referring it to. It was a conversation it. of, that doesn't sound... I, I have a hard time believing that that's really what Matt what intended. Uh-huh. to communicate to you or that that's how you, what he wanted you to feel. And again, I don't remember details, but yeah, I'm I, trying to think what I would do with stuffed animals. I can't remember what it was, but I specifically remember it was something around your stuffed animals. And remember... Could have been rocks that bringing in t- rocks into the car. Yeah, that, it didn't have to do with the rocks. <laughs> that was a clear rule for both of us. <laughs> the other no day... No rocks in the car. So we were going up to Bogus to go ski and... Penny had her poles in her hands mm-hmm. to get in the car. <laughs> like getting in the car with her poles. That's a big in, step into that SUV. In, yeah, into the car with her <laughs> poles in her hands. And like, you know how ski poles, you'll hit them together. And so she's uh-huh. like all happy, like hitting them together, like getting ready to get into the car. And I'm like, uh, Penny, let's put the ski poles in the back. <laughs> and she's like, why? She's like, well, I don't really want you to poke a hole in my seat. She's like, you're so strict, just like my dad with his car. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, how funny. Penny, maybe it's not that we're strict. We just want to make sure that we're taking care of our cars. Yeah. Penny did tell me the other day, she said, you are so much more strict than mama about what I can eat in the car. Yeah. She and I'm like, yeah, that. because you can't eat anything because you make a freaking mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. make the messes with food in our car, so I can't really say much. I dropped a French fry once. I've dropped lots of French fries. I, I ate lots of French fries in the car, people. Has Penny told you the story of when I spilled ketchup in the car? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she no. reminds me of that every single time. I'm like, hey, you're making a mess. She's like, well, you spilled ketchup in the car once. <laughs> <laughs> it like dripped off my burger when we were road tripping. So um, the point and, being, Anyway, yeah. We have, one, we one, have gotten sidetracked. One of the things that actually a lot of people have struggles with this, getting comfortable with me, is I'm very sarcastic. And a lot of people can't tell if I'm kidding sometimes or if I'm serious. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. There's something that came up like a year ago that I remember saying to you. It's a very fine line between whether or not Matt is being totally sarcastic or if he is pissed as hell. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Um, but... Probably nine times out of ten, I'm just being really sarcastic. And maybe I told her her stuffed animals just go to sleep while she's asleep. And <laughs> but whatever it was, I just relayed to you, Jessica. Hey, Penny told me this about Matt and how it made her feel, and I have a hard time believing that that's actually how it went down. Yes. So, and I don't even remember what the result was. I assume you guys addressed it. And, and that I think was it, that but. was. I think we both addressed it. And the thing that was important there is that. It wasn't just an instant reaction for you of getting defensive. Yeah. And I think that is, I mean, it's hard not to get defensive for your kid when they're in a new situation and you don't really know the other, like the new parents that well. But if you can step back and have a conversation 
with the adults about what's going on, then you can approach your child and have a good conversation with them of, hey, we talked about this. So let's talk We're about going this to be sensitive bit. about this topic. You know, like you can approach it in a way that helps the kid and helps support the relationship with their new parent, well, and with I their step parent. And I know there have been times, and again, I don't remember what led up to it. It was years ago, but times where I've had to say, well, you need to do what Matt says. Yeah. <laughs> like, Matt's your stepdad. That's Matt's house. When you, yeah. are, when you are at your mama's house, you have to do what Matt says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why I just don't go into her room often. That's super messy. Oh. All of our kids' rooms are super messy. But in answering this this guy's question, you know, he was asking this because his ex is now dating someone or engaged or whatever. And so now there's this new man in his kid's life and he's concerned about that and what, what role that person's gonna play. And and it, I just relayed that Matt, I think you were super smart in how you approached your relationship with Penny because it took you to a long time to really bond at least mm-hmm. from my perspective right yep. but you very much i mean it took penny specifically a long time to warm up to you like if, correct me if i'm wrong but it was like two years into your marriage wasn't it the before penny like really i have a lot of insight into this but i feel like i should wait until we get to mm, okay the actual part where matt and i have gotten married because probably isn't too far off in our no penny now. and i had a lot of conversations when we first got married about adjusting and things like that but you were so smart in how you handled it, Matt, of letting Penny take the lead. Like, yeah, I, we'll, we'll give more instance of that when we get to that point. Yeah. But, but I respected the fact that you didn't push a stepdad relationship on Penny. You let her. Well, come, he didn't come push a dad that. relationship on her. He didn't push like, yeah. You just let her ease into it. And I continue to do that. Like, and it's kind of like the conversation we had even before we got married, it was like, look, I'm not here to replace you as Penny's dad. And that's the mentality I had. And I still have. <laughs> and it's great to see that Penny adores you now. And we have, we have a lot of fun together. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> they like to mess with each other yeah. a lot. I, well, uh, I can always, so, I mean, you guys just got back from a trip, right? And mm-hmm. I can always tell like with myself, like, okay, when I've missed somebody, I will just, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I mess with people. You push their buttons a little more yeah, than normal? Yeah, I push their buttons a little more <laughs> than when normal. When you missed them? But Penny, Penny and I, like, she's learned how to push my buttons. And, like, we'll just go back and forth in a playful way, right? Um, so, yeah. Right when she got back from her trip, it was, <laughs> she was talking about, because, you went to Harry Potterlandia or whatever it's called, right? Harry Potterlandia. <laughs> the wizarding world of Harry Potter. <laughs> like, that stuff, like, I have no idea what it is. Like, I know it's about Harry Potter, but that's Well, it. sit down with Penny for eight and a half hours and oh, she will tell you exactly what gosh. all of it is. She, she no, tries. You guys, yeah. I, I'm not kidding. There was not a single detail of that entire Harry Potter world that Penny did not know everything about. All the history, all the detail, exactly what stores are what and who owns them and what they sell. And- See, to me, that is mind-blowing. But the way I messed with her was, you know, she was talking about stuff that I had no idea about. Like, I don't know the wizarding whatever of whatever. And so I know that she doesn't know anything about football. And so <laughs> she's rattling off stuff about Harry Potter. And all of a sudden, I'm like rattling off stuff about football in the same conversation. I'm like... See, 
I, I'll tell you about things I like, and you can tell me. Anyways. <laughs> so. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, naming off names of football coaches and football players. Because she's naming off all of these people in these Harry right, Potter right. books. That I have no idea who they are. <laughs> but anyways, we have fun. Wait, going back, you had mentioned something with the fact that you and Steve had the discussion between the two of you and left Penny and not putting Penny in the middle. Yeah. And that is something extremely important. Yes. Of yes. not putting the child in the middle of anything between the two parents. Yeah. It is so damaging. And I thought you were going to say it is so damn important. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yes. But like when you have, when you do that to a kid, they feel so much pressure and weight that is carried. Because and these kids love both parents. They and, do. And if you put them in the middle, that then puts this super difficult decision that this kid, you're expecting this kid to make of showing that, to choose between one parent or the other a lot of times. Yeah. Well, and even if it's not that they actually have to make a choice, but it's just that they feel it. They mm -hmm. feel that tension and it's just not appropriate. And it's too much for a child to take on. It's just not, it's not an emotionally appropriate level for them. And one of the things I would suggest to this person is, listen, if you are not comfortable with what's going on, talk to your ex. Yep. And talk. Don't get angry. Don't point fingers. Have a conversation with them and be open to getting uncomfortable during this time because you are going to be uncomfortable. Like it just comes with the territory and we are still figuring things out and still learning and adjusting. But I really, I mean, the key to it is communicating. Communicating with your other co-parent is huge and just try to be as open-minded as you can. That's, I mean, my well, and, and advice. Here's the other question that you know, a lot of times I get asked is how much of that communication do you share with the child? Right? Yeah. Because you have to be very careful. Of, yes, you need to make sure that the child has enough information where they feel comfortable, safe, and loved. But you don't have to overshare. No. Some of the discussion as right. to, it could be, for example, well, daddy said this and the, this about so-and-so and so-and-so. Like, that's too far, I think. Unless it, has to do with yeah. anything that's unsafe or where the kid won't feel loved. I don't know. It's hard. And Steve and I have had an easier time with this while Steve and I and Matt figuring this all out than we definitely have on the other side of things. So we understand like every situation is different. Every. Yeah. You guys have lived. Both the, sides. The, the things that we just talked about. Hey, don't do this. Yeah, you guys have lived just, that on that side. We get it. And I have friends who have gone through so many things with this and, and it's just hard. And you have to figure out what works for you, what boundaries to put in place for you and your children to make a good co-parenting relationship. Did you have another question? Yes. Another question. Let's see. That one only took us 20 minutes right. to answer. Yeah. So <laughs> when you have Penny on Sundays, do you take her to church? And if not, how does that make Jessica feel? When I have Penny on Sundays, well, Jessica, uh, Penny goes to church with Jessica every Sunday, even if it's my Sunday. 
unless, the most part. Unless there's a trip or there's yes. a... We have the schedule set up so that she's at church on yeah, Sunday. We're, we, you know, I have her half half the time. Uh, but every Sunday morning, I have no problem taking her to church or having you pick her up or whatever. Yeah. And then me getting her afterwards, it's, you know, it's a two-hour window and Penny wants to go. She likes it. And uh, if it's important to Penny, it's important to me. And, and I... But if I have plans Sunday, then you're totally cool with me saying, hey, Penny and I have something, so she won't yeah. be at church. Yeah. And if you're out of town, I don't, I don't take her. She stays with yeah. me. Or if she really, Unless if, she goes with my mom. Yes, and I was going to say, if there's something she wants to still go to church for that day, then yeah, I send her with her grandma. So that, that's super impressive, Steve, that you take in consideration the fact that, and you're very... You're not in, in any way manipulative of trying to coerce a thought process of, so if Penny wants to go to church and we're not there, like you give that option to right. her and you, you don't try to manipulate it in a way that is more convenient for you. Cause it is more convenient for you to just stay home, sleep in a little bit longer and not get her up and feed her breakfast and. That's more convenient, right? Or not feed her breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were, you catch up. Come on, I usually send her out the door to church with a string cheese or something. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is, is you're open to that and you're not yeah. manipulative in any way to try and, yeah, like not have her do something that she wants to. Right. This kind of explains this situation well. There was this one Sunday where Steve was going to this festival, a music festival that's in town, and it was the kids' day. Tree Fort. Tree Fort, and it was on Sunday. And Steve really wanted to take Penny, and Penny was excited to go. But Penny also really wanted to be at primary, which is the kids' oh, yeah. the kids portion of church. So What was it that she, she wanted was, to be there so badly for? It's her teacher. Oh. She loved that teacher so much. Right. So we, we which teacher? It wasn't. We Gail struck back a deal. Then. No, it was Sister Christensen, okay. who's like this older. She was what seventy, eighty years old. Yeah. So we struck this deal with her that she would go in like a dress that was like a play dress with leggings under it, and she had tennis shoes on, and she was very concerned that she had her church shoes. So <laughs> I had to put my church shoe, her church shoes in my purse. Steve brought her at the appropriate time and you waited in your car for her to be done for an hour. Yes, <laughs> yeah. or two. Maybe you left, but I swear you just hung out. I don't remember. She put her church shoes on. She went to class. She did her thing. And then right afterwards, Steve picked her up and went took her. And we went back to the festival. Uh, yeah, we festival. were there before. Then we left in time. Yeah. Went back after. Yeah, I remember that. And so this is just, I mean, this is a genuine respect of what Penny wants and the fact that she was comfortable telling you that i really want to go to church for this part of it i think really shows that she knows she can express that because you pushed it that time to not go to church which is fine yeah, because like, i freaking I, love yes. tree for and i was so, so excited <laughs> yeah sunday is the family day kids day where they have yeah. like kid-friendly bands and whatever mm -hmm. and they have like the finger monster parade and yeah. like the the kids ukulele classes it is super and whatever fun. and i'm like Penny, but you're gonna miss the the, the finger parade. the techno finger painting. The, I don't know what it was, but and that was a time I felt like it was okay for you to push that. But I was just impressed that she felt like she had a voice, and that you know we were ultimately going to make the decision, and I and she understands that. That ultimately the decision comes down to whatever Steve and I say, or Matt and I and Steve say. That 
hey, I'm sorry, you're not going to make it to church. Your dad really wants to take you to this thing. You're going to have fun. Go do it. And I've said that to her a couple of times with different things like, listen, you're going to miss this. That's okay. You're going to go do something else fun. And I think I may have said, tree fort is church. (laughs) (laughs) But then you recognize that obviously on this day, she was pushing to be there. You supported that and showed up for her and showed her that if it's important to you, I'm going to back that. And I also don't need everything that I like. I don't need my daughter to like everything that I like. Yeah. I'm super into tree fort and concerts and festivals. She's not. <laughs> She's she, into she was church. also like You're seven not. at the time. So <laughs> yeah. It's okay if she doesn't love the things that I was super excited about taking her to. Yeah. So that's how we've balanced church. Like Penny is with Steve on Friday, Saturday, and then I we pick her up or he drops her off for church Sunday morning. And then she's with us for Sunday. And then the next Sunday, she's with us, or the next weekend, she's with us Friday and Saturday. We take her to church, and then either Steve picks her up from church or we drop her off to him after church. Nothing complicated about that. (laughs) It's not. And it changes. It does change, depending on... But it's whatever, yeah, it does. And that was another thing I explained, is we just have a a shared Google calendar. We line out our regular custody schedule, like from now through the end of time. It's just a repeating week by week. And then as stuff comes up, we customize it. And everything yeah. Penny is involved in, swim, on there. dance, choir, church, school stuff, whatever, it's all on that shared calendar. And then any events that, Jessica, that you and I have that are yeah. going to affect the Penny schedule, we, we put, on put there. them on there. And, and one of the things that I really suggest is doing something like that where you have a shared Google calendar. Matt is not on that calendar just because he has too much other stuff going on. So I just kind of give him a play-by-play of, hey, this is what you need to be aware I of. I think we added you to have access to it, but you just were like, I don't really need to see that. Like, no. we, we communicate. I mean, that's, and Jessica, that's Jessica's got it in the, in the bag. I don't need Personal to. to whoever, you know, like if it was Steve and I and his ex, if it was Steve and I, or Matt and I and Anne, I would like to be on it just because I do most of the scheduling for our family. And, and I need to know, and yeah, and I help pick yeah. up, drop off, mostly with Penny. Yeah. Matt's not involved in any of that, but there, unless we come up with something we need him to help with. But there was a conversation, Jessica, between you and I. Yeah. I think I'm the one who brought it up who said, hey, give Matt access to this and calendar. And I said, no. <laughs> 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 well, and you had like one of your boyfriends on there for a while. Oh, yeah, I did. And which was fine with me, too. Like, I'm not because he was involved in any of that. No, but because just so he, he knew your schedule. Because our just that our schedule was so dang complicated. He could never keep up, keep Keep like track now, of when, when, do you have when we had Penny and when we didn't. When and, do you not have well, Penny? It's, it's a daily question. Yeah. I think you're figuring it out Well, a I never bit. know unless I look at the calendar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that's the funny thing oh, to we me gave, is... Oh, we gave Penny access to the calendar at some point, too, because she's such a planner. She yeah. always wanted to know whose house is she going to be at tonight, tomorrow, the next night, the next night, the next night. And I'm like, I don't know. Look at the calendar. <laughs> so I well, just gave I her think... access to it on her phone. <laughs> So we do have an actual set schedule, and Matt doesn't believe that, but... <laughs> it's a very complicated schedule. It's not. It's, yes, it is. It's not a no. week on, a week off. It's like but it's still a week still on not... with the exception of this night and that night, and then it's next not. week it's the following night. And You guys think it's complicated. It really isn't when you sit down and look at it. Anyways. I just follow the calendar. But there is something important that Steve just said, that for many kids, it is very important that there is a... Either Structure. a very strict schedule or you at least have it like a visual, especially if they're little, for them to see this night I'm with mom and dad or this night I'm with mom, this night I'm with dad, so that they understand what's coming up because that will create 
I mean, any sense of like understanding of what's going on, consistency, control really helps kids in that situation. But just, and we've tried those things. We're not great at it. But Penny, as long as we've told her like the next week of what's going on, this night you're here, this night you're there, she does fine with it. And we did change at the beginning of the school year. We made a change for the sake of consistency to try and Mm -hmm. get... Try and make it easier for her to know just based on... When she's home and yeah. when she's not. And so she doesn't have as many tardies. Yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> oh, Penny had a lot of tardies last year for some reason. So yeah, hopefully that was helpful. But again, I mean, those are things that are personal to you. Like we know people who the kids just go on the Sunday they have with the parent who's active in the church and the other Sunday they don't. And that's fine. But like... I mean, think about how much communication is required between a married couple raising kids together. Yeah. There's probably as much or more I, like, required totally agree. if you want to have a successful separate co-parenting. Like if you're living separately, divorce separated, co-parenting, and you want it to work well, there's going to be as much or more communication required. That's a really good point. And willingness to organize together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to approach it with the way you want to be received like if you want I was just going to say the golden rule (laughs) (laughs) well seriously if you want your ex to be flexible with the time when you need it like hey is it all right if we keep her an extra two hours for this thing we're doing like you better be flexible with them when they say hey can we can we do this or can we switch this night or can we take her for this one weekend or yeah And there are some situations where it is just not an option to be flexible. Like changing the custody agreement should not be done. And I know that sounds kind of harsh, but it's just true. Like there, unless it's been very well communicated, but there are situations where you try to stick to that as strictly as possible. There's always going to be the exception, but there's just some cases that that's how it is. We've had basically one. And I can think of dispute over who got Penny. <laughs> what was it for? It was three years ago, Tour de Fat. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. And that wasn't even like a big deal. But it I was know funny. it wasn't, but it was literally the one time that I was just like, no, I want her. And you're like, well, too bad. It's our day and we have plans. And I'm like, but I want her. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one once a year that yeah. Tour de Fat, to anyone who's listening, it's this. Yeah, was so. it's no longer a thing but it was this amazing bike parade 10,000 people in costumes on bikes riding their bikes through downtown Boise it was I love it it's right up there with tree fort of favorite yeah. things about Boise so basically Steve has set out for the next eight years <laughs> I have um, claimed her for on the calendar he tree has fort. claimed tree fort I've, and I've, tour de fat. I've claimed to not gone. have her for tree for it because I want to go to oh, yeah. my concert, except on you, Sunday, the family Sunday, day. Yeah, yeah. And then I wanted to have her for tour de fat, but it's gone. So all of our friends have asked us, like, how come you don't ever go to tree for it? It's like, oh, oh we have Steve, kids. Steve claimed it. Steve claimed it for next <laughs> like, year. It looks like we're free tree for it week of 2028. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We'll be empty nesters then. We'll be. <laughs> So Sorry, funny. but I love Tree Fort Week more than you do. So I was trying to. See. So maybe we should we should talk a little bit about co-parenting and laundry. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I think our time is up. You know what's funny though is 
That's usually the biggest fight with there, co-parenting. There is, is a, it is a big oh, issue. Clothes of, it's clothes. Whose clothes or go where? Whose house and whose shoes? And you know, I never thought about it as an issue at all. Because I didn't care if clothes went back and forth. As well, my as, thought was they're Penny's clothes. Exactly. I don't care whose house they're at. They're, they're on her body. Like. But see, a lot of times people get protective because they paid for them and whatever, or they end up at the other parent's house and they never come back. But I thought maybe that was unique to our situation. And I got, I recently have started following a bunch of step parent or stepmom's blogs or Instagrams and whatever and podcasts. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like one of the number one issues, I swear, in co-parenting wow. is clothes going back and forth between the houses. And honestly, I didn't care. It became an issue at some point. And so then I was like trying to make sure we got clothes back to the other parent's house. And then an all of a sudden- you and I? No. no. Oh, <laughs> you guys and- Yeah. Okay. And so, like, I was trying to make sure all the time that all of these clothes were getting, make, make sure they're back to the house, make sure they're getting sent back. I need them cleaned and sent back. And then at some point, I was like, why do I care? If they are getting sent to my house, this is not my issue. I mean, it was made a big deal that they get back, but stop sending them if you don't want them to go back. And that's something I suggest. If you, if it is an issue, then as soon as the kids get home, put those clothes in a bag leave them in that bag until they leave and then put them in the same clothes and send them back home. Like literally do it that way. But at some point, I, I mean, we don't You're, have clothes for Penny. Like they, it's total. Penny's clothes are Penny's clothes. Yeah. And I buy most of Penny's clothes. I'm the one that takes her shopping for the clothes. And then they just go from house to house. And that's been an issue too, where it's been brought up that Sarah's like, oh, well, you buy Penny all these clothes, but I don't get them. And I'm like, that's because I'm buying clothes for both houses. Like, and honestly, I don't buy Penny as many clothes as I do my stepkids, which is fine. She gets a ton of hand-me-downs. She gets whatever. And so I buy her less clothes, but sometimes it seems like she is more. And not that it's a big deal that's been brought up, but it has been brought up. And, and there, there's two different arrangements between me yes. and you, Jessica, for Penny. And that's just and what I've had to explain. And Anne for your kids. And I right? think yeah, once different. that was explained, especially to Sarah, it was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> like she totally got it instead of, I think it'd been put in her mind that it was something I was doing intentionally and it was not. Like it's just Penny's clothes go back and forth. Like I take care of all of them. It's one thing. And honestly, I do take care of mo all of them mostly because Steve does laundry every six months. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I just oh, like okay. to tease you about this. But honestly, I just tell you to bring them all home to my house. I don't mind washing all of Penny's clothes. Dividing them up, sending a batch to yeah. your house. Penny doesn't run out of clothes. He doesn't want to air his dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> or wash it. <laughs> but do you remember when our schedule was, because of my work schedule, I would literally wrap a blanket around Penny, pull her out yes. of bed, stick her in the car, and bring her drive over. her to your house, and put her in your bed, yep. and leave, resulting in... All of her pajamas being at your house, and all of and her all clothes. of her underwear being at my house. So you never had any underwear at yours, and I no, never it was had any just all of her clothes. Clothes, is that what it was? Okay, all of well. her clothes in general. Anyway, and we still have issues then. sometimes of like, oh hey, I don't have a jacket, or hey, my shoes that I want are at dad's. That's too bad. You don't get to wear them and today. As of like, you wear other shoes. Probably five years ago, I put it on Penny. I'm like, girl, yeah. 
if you don't have underwear here, it's because you didn't plan and bring enough underwear. Like, if you yeah. wanted a certain pair of shoes here, you should have brought them. Yeah. You knew they were at mom's and you didn't bring them. So, yeah. not my problem. <laughs> yeah. And there are things that are like, okay, this wasn't really your issue or, hey, sorry. But for the most part, we do expect that of her. Like, they're your clothes. Yeah, you I either... got I got sick of her saying, well, daddy, you didn't get my shoes. And I'm yeah. like, you didn't get your shoes, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so... Just you if, want them, get them. If you're at the beginning of this or in the thick of this, try to look at it a different way. Try to communicate and figure out a plan that works for your situation. Because again, it's not going to be the same, but it is an interesting thing. And it is funny because Steve usually, I will be like, just bring all of her laundry to my house. I wash it all in a couple loads. And then we, Penny and I divide it up and it works great. I have no problem with it. That hasn't happened for a while, has it? No, it's been Probably a little a bit. Year. No, it hasn't been a year. <laughs> yes, it has. It's been like three months. It's been a year. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter, Steve. We just like to give you crap about it. Yeah. Penny likes to make fun of you about it, too. About how all of your laundry shoved under your bed. I have a lot of clothes. Enough <laughs> that I can go a month and then spend two hours at the laundromat and fill eight washers and eight dryers and be done with it in two hours. Once a month. <laughs> Whatever works. That is efficiency at its finest. Yes. Yeah. So there are just a lot of things that I think you don't realize are issues in co-parenting or that are going to be issues until you're in it. And you don't know. It just really depends on the parent, people you're co-parenting with. It can be completely different in any given situation. Also know nobody in this world is perfect. Yeah. Don't expect that other parent to be perfect. And likewise, like you are not perfect. Yeah. Give yourself grace. Give them grace. It will make your life so much easier if you can try to be open-minded going into any co-parenting situation. And be the first one to give something so that when you need it, they are willing to give back. Like, yeah. Be the one who is a little more flexible, even though you didn't need to be. Be the one who was a little more accommodating, even though you didn't need to be. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Co-parenting's hard. Parenting is hard. Co-parenting's hard. Find a way that works for you to do it. Communication is the key. And some people can communicate. You can talk it out. You can talk over the phone. You can talk in person. Other people need to have it all email, all text, whatever. Yeah, because you have to have a written full record. Not even just because you need a record, just because it doesn't work for you to communicate. Mm, right. Like, yeah, verbal. Yeah. Verbal. And the record is always nice, too. And honestly, some people just need a mediator. There's somebody you can get involved on a consistent basis to talk between the two of you. Do it. And maybe in your situation, the best thing is to stick Exactly 100% to whatever it is that you have in writing from your divorce papers. Or yeah. Whatever, you know, there or, are a lot of situations where that's For us, important. it works best to be super flexible. That isn't going to work best for everyone. <laughs> well, we don't so. even have a schedule in our custody agreement, so <laughs> <laughs> there is no schedule. That's been totally up to us and what works, and it's changed a lot, depending on what's going on. All right. Cool, guys. So what are we going to talk about in today's <laughs> <laughs> I know that's going to take a whole... Episode. No, I think How long has awesome. it been, or, should, or do we actually want to? It's at forty minutes. I was trying to. I was going to pull up some other questions since we were already on this, but I'd have to look too in depth into my into my phone and the pits of Facebook and Instagram and 
text messages. But it has been interesting to see the questions that we get asked and the things that come in. And I think that's just been such a great thing to feel like we can help contribute and hopefully help you avoid some of the pitfalls we have. And not that, I mean, we have not done this perfectly and nobody is going to do it perfectly. But if I had had some of this knowledge before, it really would have been helpful to understand a little bit more. So I think that earlier on, you can start seeing what people are doing, see where issues might come up and be able to talk about those so that you can address them beforehand is huge. So huge. And I just think it's really cool that people are reaching out and saying, hey, I'm going through this. What what worked for you guys in this scenario? What didn't? Like, it's cool that people are reaching out and trying to get some perspective and some input on what's going to be best for their scenario. Yeah. They proceed. What, what options are there that have worked for other people? Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So trust your gut. Pay attention to how you feel. Be open. Get uncomfortable. It's not going to be comfortable. <laughs> we can all attest to that. Anything else? Any other words of advice to part with? I don't think so. All right. Well, send us in any questions you have. Uh, message us, Facebook, Instagram, put it in a review. We will check all put those things. Put it in a things. letter. Put it in a letter. Send it in the mail. Put a stamp on it. <laughs> we do have an email too, husbandlawpodcast at gmail.com. And we are open to hearing your questions. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Here at Husband and Law and the Bold Logic, we believe that there are six values that can really make your relationship amazing and take it to the next level. Those values are love, appreciation, acceptance, kindness, respect, and understanding. Today, I wanted to give you guys a challenge for appreciation. We want you guys to go and let somebody know that they are appreciated today. That can be as simple as sending a text, writing a letter, making a phone call. Maybe you pick up something special for them at the grocery store. Just something small to let them know that you're thinking about them and you appreciate what they're doing. We've encouraged you to do this before and we're going to extend this challenge again. Go do it today. A little appreciation goes a long way.